Hi everyone, this is Simon on his own, uh, just with a special podcast of uh, all the slightly more rambly bits that we ended up cutting out of the podcast itself. Um, remember, if you want to listen to us, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, um, in the clouds, <laughs> wherever that is. Um, uh, Facebook page, email address, Simon and Ross at yahoo.co.uk, um, or just um, send a smoke signal out. Um, so, yeah, so uh, this is the more rambly bits, and uh, see you next time. recently rekindled my love for Eminem right okay and uh, and I haven't listened to him since I was about bloody hell I mean I'm talking I'm almost been nine years old ten years old when I was when he first released the Marshall Mathers LP is that um, 2000 2001 2002 yeah it's around there yeah, yeah. And, and I absolutely loved him and, and there's a few people that I know that still bang on about him and, and I always kind of thought that it, you know, he'd lost it and that he wasn't really that active and that he wasn't really putting out good material anymore. And then I recently listened to his recovery album, which was in 2012, I think. Right. This, again, this, this isn't this isn't on my list. Um, but uh, it was too recent to be on my list. It'd have been an imposter. Sorry, Slim, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And, um, but, but, but that's a good example where, to be honest, it's a slow starting album, but then tracks four, five, and six are absolutely phenomenal. Right, okay. Um, and, that and it, the, isn't that the one with the, isn't that the Rihanna one on that one? It's the famous ones on there. It's got No Love on there, which was done with Lil Wayne. Oh, right. He's got... Um, uh, uh, that Wayne Sleeps Brother. Hey. That Wayne Sleeps Brother. It's, it, yeah, it's his, uh, his um, Afro-Caribbean uh, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, and there's there's another track called is it um, space space bound? Right. Okay. You know that song. I'm a space bound rocket headed for the moon, and I'm flying right at you, right at you, right at you. <laughs> well, don't say anymore. We might have to pay him uh, fees for it. <laughs> it was um, fifty thousand miles on a clear night in June, and I'm aiming right at you. No, right no. I'm very impressed with your knowledge of the lyrics. But no, no, I've never heard. It's an absolute. It's an absolutely fucking. It's an awesome song, and uh, yeah, there's and there's there's maybe three. There's three or four songs on the album that actually has made me really start like paying attention to him again. And even his, his newer album, um, is it Songs to Be Murdered? That yeah, yeah. he released it last. Uh, maybe even this year. Um, it was fifteenth um, of January. Yeah, and that's it's so good. It's yeah. so so good. And I think because he's, uh, I think he's, he's more mature. Yeah, I think because it's more mature, it just sounds better. Right. But anyway, I mean, this is this is an Eminem side note. He's not. He didn't come anywhere near me list or me commiseration list either. No, that's fine. And and after all that, we're probably going to do one album per podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ross's tangent. That should be that should be a jingle on itself, shouldn't it? Yeah. There's an interesting thing I was going to tell you actually before we move too far past it about Michael Stipe. Um, have you are you have you ever heard of one, the One Giant Leap project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, Robbie Williams and uh, the guy from Faithless were on it. Yeah, that's right, Maxi yeah. Jazz. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, so I think it was uh, um, Gary Barlow had a lot to do with it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Hello, I, uh, I'm Gary Barlow. <laughs> that, that talent partridge. <laughs> Uh, I I did consider um, it came close to actually sort of busting into the top thirty. So nowhere near. And 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 you, that that one I actually showed Fatima it for the first time uh, when we were driving back from Barrow a few months ago, and um, Michael Stipe does a song on there um, called um, "I Like the Way You Dream." Right. Okay. If you've ever heard it. No. Nope. Um, and it's really, really good. And he does it with, um, it's a collaboration with Michael Stipe. It's got um, Anushka Shankar. Oh, yeah, I know her. Ravi Shankar's daughter. No, I don't know. <laughs> you, know Rab- you know Ravi Shankar? I know Ravi Shankar, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's his daughter. Right, okay. Um, she's also uh, like a, um, an amazing sitar player and a, like right. a musician in her own right. Um, and uh, who else did it? Um, it was it was it was Anushka Shankar um, and a guy called Barber Mal, who's uh, is an North African uh, musician. Um, but if you haven't heard it, it's called "I Like the Way You Dream." This for you and for the and for the um, millions of subscribers. Um, it's, a, it's an absolute cracking tune, and right, it's very okay. esque Like you can tell, Michael Stipe's got a big right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I will. I'll, I'll listen. To it. What, uh, what was was the the one I was talking about? Was it called My Revolution or some or something? Oh, the Robbie Williams one. Yeah. It's called um, um, uh, My Culture. My Culture. That's it. Yes. Yes, yeah. I remember that. I remember that one. That's a great song. That is a really, really good song. That album's full of. Uh, there's 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 another one on there called Braided Hair, and they use this choir and this African choir. And um, I'm not kidding you. I had it on in the car, and I was driving back from Barrow, and I, <laughs> I, was, I had like, tears streaming down my face, <laughs> and I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't wipe them away because I had to have two hands firmly on the steering wheel at ten o'clock. <laughs> and uh, I was listening to this song, and I, th- I thought, I thought Fatima's looking out the window. You know, she's not paying me any attention. If I want to shed it. If I want to shed a tear to a song that I'm passionate about, that's absolutely fine. And I'm, I'm driving along, and uh, the song came to a close, and uh, I sort of looked to the side, and she was sort of. <laughs> What's happened? <laughs> yeah. but that, that, that album, because they, you know they released it on uh, the BBC as a documentary yeah, when they were when they were making the album. Yeah. So, so I, I watched this sort of. I think it was like a four or five parter, and I watched it, and then it was a good sort of eight months before they actually released. The album. The album itself. Yeah. And I watched the show, waited in anticipation for the album. And I just don't think it was as, as, as uh, widely received as it should have been because it's a it's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant album. Uh, well, I, I don't think it was advertised particularly well at the time when it came out. Uh, obviously, I, I didn't see the documentary. I just I saw that and I think I was a, a little bit into Faithless at that point. So I think that's why I bought it. Mm. Uh, mm. But yeah, but I, I, I'd not heard of it. I just found it. Uh, we went to um, Barley for our honeymoon, and uh, Barnsley. We w- Barnsley, yeah, Barnsley on our honeymoon, yeah, um, Barley. All right, okay. Just next to Barnsley, um, yeah. And yeah. we went to what's that place? Planet Hollywood, Planet Hard Rock Cafe, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and uh, yeah, now I got a proposition by a prostitute. Um, 
and it's very cheap. They just wanted you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and there was a Balinese limp biscuit. Um, <laughs> Uh, like tri- tribute tri- band, yeah. and they, they were they were re- they were actually really really good, and they played. Um, it was mostly Limp Biscuit. What was the other stuff they played? No. Anyway, Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Then finished off with um, the Welsh Dragon by anyway. Um, but no, it was. Uh, but it was. But that was 1999. Um, right. No, yeah. Two 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 thousand. Um, November 2000, so that would have been about the, that sort of time, wouldn't it? Because um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it will have been. Yeah, yeah. Limp Biscuit came out on the 17th of October 2000, so that's about right. Um, it's handy on the internet in front of you, isn't it? <laughs> oh, is it ever? We didn't have this luxury, did we? <laughs> we did. We just didn't decide to use it because there was. Well, we had no, we had no signal down there. <laughs> there was too many crisps. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, but, but yeah, that 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 was what, the problem. Is that's what I think of Limp Biscuit as a Balinese tribute act. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you, yeah. It's, I don't think it's a very fair. <laughs> because you can see my issues, <laughs> Simon. I could go around the world and pick out lots of Pet Shop Boys tribute acts I've, and just uh, just say, do, you know, please do. I, I I often I often just you know when I hear Pet Shop Boys, you know I think I think um, a Kenyan incestuous um, brother and sister, and you'd think I'd be bang out of order, wouldn't I? I don't think anybody has ever just tuned into track eight of War of the Worlds. No, no. You have to start it at the beginning, and I used to listen to it when I was a when I was when I was a kid to fall asleep to. Yeah. Um, and I've all, and for me, it's like a, it's a it's a full package experience. <laughs> Your sex life is cropping up again. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is which, which, which is which is first of all what was on my Tinder profile. <laughs> And then, and, there's, the quote, and, and, there's the quote for the podcast. There we go. And secondly, how Fatima introduced me to a mum and dad. <laughs> so, and, I, and, I, and I've, often, I've often said, you know, she, she, she said, "This is Ross." Um, is the full package experience, and I said, I said much like Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. <laughs> so, um, and um, I, I think it's everything that goes with it. So, so obviously, since um, since the last podcast, I've actually seen it live um, oh, okay. with the Jeff the Jeff Wayne Orchestra, which is something that I always, and I, I honestly, genuinely thought I'd never be able to do it. No. And um, you know, seeing Jeff Wayne with a Liam Neeson hologram, and, how, and, and the, the whole stage show, um, I've never been so far back in a show in my entire. <laughs> that's a lie. I've, I have been further back. I'll come on to that uh, probably another episode. But um, it, we were we were right at the back of the third, of the direct arena in Leeds, up on that tier that you can't yeah. see from the ground. And um, and to be honest, it was it was part of it was more effective for that we were so far back because. When the Martians land and they use the death ray, 
the the death ray was like um it would dart around the entire arena and it would focus on particular parts of the crowd and it would like flash and it was blasting particular parts of the thing and it was a really effective fully immersive experience and uh and 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 So, so it was it was massive. Yeah, you're a fan of it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. It's uh, I, I came quite late to it really, but um, it's it's uh, it's a perfect. You can also listen to it and not listen to it as well. It's quite good to to just have on. Um, you know, it's good to obviously listen to, and, and it's it's not one of those where there's not there's not like a load of instrumental stuff, and then there's like a big hit. They're all good songs all the way through. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, you know, there are certain ones where you sort of listen to it and you just, you know, you just need to get through this one, and then there's a bit of talking, and then you've got an instrumental bit, and then there's the good song. Mm. It's just yeah, con- constant all the way through, isn't it? Um, I mean, there, so, there are no. certain there are certain parts that um, I mean, there's there's parts that I obviously I prefer way more. Yeah. Um, to others, and and I, I never really um, there's the certain points that I actually think are quite. It go on a bit, and, and and I only felt like that when we were watching it live. Yeah, and it was the Brave the, the New pre- World. Oh, um, I think uh, the priest bit for me. Yeah, well, he, is, he is. He is. He is. He is a bit much. But I'd have been with a rock as soon as I saw him. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the whole. That's the whole point. Um, is he is 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 fanatical. Is constantly fucking banging on. Yeah, and um and and he just needs showing up. Did you see the um? The, the the most recent with Ray um Rafe's um is it um Rafe Spall Rafe Spall yeah no no honestly so disappointing <laughs> <laughs> it was it was terrible and I don't think I mean the first the first episode I was like all right and it had um, Robert Carlyle right as well right. and I thought um you know we watched the first episode and I, and I thought yeah. It was all right, but they changed quite a lot. And then I watched the second one, and I thought, hmm, the, 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 the diverting a hell of a lot. Yeah. But there is no priest. Right. The, the diverting a hell of a but, but, but that But that was my thinking. I thought, well, actually, this might be, uh, this, might, this could even be better. But my God, the, the <laughs> final, the fi- like, like from episode two onwards, it was a slog. And I never thought I would feel that way about something that I've literally got stained on my body. <laughs> well, I, I, hadn't, hadn't they changed it so the main focus was the the, the lady instead? There was a lot of focus. On, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was there was a lot. There was a lot of focus on it. Yeah, because they kept doing these dodgy forward. Um, it was set after they'd been defeated. But it was a post-apocalyptic. It was a post-apocalyptic world. Right. Okay. Um, so, so every now you, you would get you you would have this scene, and it you know there was probably about fifteen minutes per episode um, in the first instance, and then towards the, they started getting longer and longer, and it was just this terrible character who was just sat in a tent in a post-apocalyptic world, reliving her experiences and having a bit of a cry about it. And it was one of them where I tried to really engage with it. And, I, and it took me a while before I actually said to Fatima, "This is shit," <laughs> because I didn't because I didn't want to say it because I felt like I was it was like a betrayal. But I was. Were you there, were you there and trying it was, to scrub your tattoos off? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get them, get them and, it, and it and it got to a point where um, 
how every time every time it switched to, to the future i used to think oh for fuck's sake right now's the time to go for a piss now's the time to get another cup of tea or what have you and um it was just terrible and the last episode was it was torture i'm not kidding you it was torture so any, anyway i feel like i'm kind of putting a downer on something that's actually number 10 um, in, in my all-time favorite things <laughs> i think the album itself is an absolute fucking masterpiece the live performance was one of the one of the the best expi- live experiences of my life um the book is absolutely awesome the original book and um i actually thought the steven spielberg film was pretty yeah, good as well. yeah yeah um, I, I enjoyed I, that i think for 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 that um i think the bits that they changed were probably for the best mm. um it, 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 you know it's obviously the priest bit it became tim robbins in a cupboard or whatever it was um and yeah. i didn't, didn't dwell on it too much and there was genuine sort of peril i suppose um but yeah, uh, and, and it was great. And it had we watched um, what's the Tom Hanks film where he's where he's on repeat the whole time. Uh, it's Bill Murray, and it's Groundhog Day. No, no. <laughs> uh, it's not Groundhog Day. Um, not, did I say Tom Hanks? Yeah. Did I say Tom Hanks? Yeah. <laughs> so Ben Affleck. Ben <laughs> <And> Stiller. Ben <laughs> Stiller. Um, <laughs> Uh, Tom Cruise, sorry, Tom Cruise. Um, um, eat, eat, not eat, not eat, pray, love. <laughs> that was uh, someone else. And the, the one where he, he, he's repeating the same thing every time. Oh. Uh, it's not Minority Report. No, no. There's, uh, I'll just, I just, I can cut this out. I'll just Google it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom. Not Vanilla Sky. <laughs> Um, no. Mission Impossible feels like a repeat of every film up there, yeah. <laughs> it, it was quite good. Was when... that in the, uh, was that, was that the review in the Steely Bridge Gazette? <laughs> <laughs> it was quite good. We Three don't stars. like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, he's alright. <laughs> um... Have you watched the, the one that's been on Sky? The, um... Gabriel Burnwell. What? <laughs> There's been another one on that, that started at the same time as the, the British one. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? So they, did, <laughs> so they did two different versions at the exact same time? <laughs> yeah, I think this is an American one. Right. Uh, no, I haven't. And it's Gabriel Byrne? Yeah. Gabriel Byrne's very hit and miss for me. He's, he's very good at playing very boring characters, Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> Isn't he? Yeah. Um, quite sort of understated. Every bloody role he's ever in, he's fucking, he's always just like a really mediocre character. He's, and he's great. I actually really rate him, but all of his characters, uh, I mean, name a few films, right? First of all, a big one, Usual Suspects. Yeah. He's a very sort of blur type of character, isn't he? He's yeah. very much like, uh, you, you know, is he clever? Yeah, he's kind of clever, but he's just got to get in through it. Um, I saw him some in a couple of things recently. I saw him in um, recent films. He he was in. Um, he played the dad in Hereditary. No, I'm not seeing that. Which is a great film. Right. And you're not you're not a particularly big horror film fan, though, are you? Well, she should watch Hereditary because it's a really good horror film, is it? And Gabriel Byrne plays the dad. Um, and he was the same in that. A bit of a Sally Wet one. 
and he, and he was he was just a bit like mm, you know going through. And uh, there was something we saw him in recently. Anyway, we're going too far into films now. <laughs> we should do films. We should do. We should do a separate podcast that's films off the back of albums. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, uh, War of the Worlds ter- uh, series uh, 2020 um, stars uh, Gabriel Byrne and no one else that you've heard of. So, presumptuous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give you five. Have yeah. you heard of Leah Drucker? Yeah, he was in. Uh, <laughs> She was in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, it, it's on at the moment. I think it's just finished, I think. Oh, I'll give it a watch then. Uh, uh, episodes. I, we've not seen it yet either. Gabriel Byrne in that awful Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Oh, which one? Uh, I'm going to have to look now. <laughs> uh, well, a, new, a, newer, a newer film or an no, older no, one? No, no, no. Um, I think it was his one that he did after The Last Boy Scout. Um, what, did he play Devil or something? It wasn't Arnold's End of Days. Oh, End of Days. That's a 90s one. Yeah, 1999. Yeah. Yeah. Don't remember it. No, I haven't. Uh, you know, <laughs> the only reason I remember it is there used to be a poster of it up in the old English class in school. Right. <laughs> right next to Lord of the Flies. <laughs> I, I completely, I think, I did pick up War of the Worlds and I thought, you know what, I've not listened to it enough to justify being in the top ten. Yeah, I have. (laughs) (laughs) So at least it's in our collective top 20. (laughs) Yeah. There was a song on Stranger Things and it was part of that Scratch My Back. Yeah. And he did a series of covers and the people that he covered, he reached out to and said, and I'll scratch yours. And they all said, said, we don't want to cover any of your tunes, Peter. (laughs) Which is heartbreaking, really, because I... I think he's absolutely awesome, even in his days in Genesis. Yeah, um, yeah. And to be honest, an, a, a, another outlier of mine was Invisible Touch. Right, okay, yeah, yeah I can see that. Um, and it didn't make the cut in the end. I don't know why I decided to talk about Limp Bizkit instead of Genesis, but it's in now. It's, 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 it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, uh, the Battle of Starcourt, uh, Chapter 3, uh, Big Love. Was it Big Love? Uh, his cover uh, Heroes Heroes yeah he did Heroes yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's it, it. Yeah. yeah yeah that was it they go down to the lake and it's uh, it's that Peter Gabriel he, he did like um, he also did he released an entirely acoustic album with, with, a, with a bit of um, sort of a like a brass section behind him and it was a lot of his other stuff but just really um, pulled back right and, and Heroes was like that. It was very much like there was nothing to it. It was just him and a guitar and maybe a violin. And it was just, we could be heroes just for one day. <laughs> Tom Waits didn't do it. It was <laughs> Peter Gabriel. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. I, I wish I could swim <laughs> like a dolphin. Yeah, and so on. <laughs> I've always felt bad. I've always felt quite bad for Peter Gabriel. I think he. I think he's. Um, I, I don't know why he really. He gets a ba- uh, tends to get a bit of a bad rap, and, and and some of his albums don't do very well of late. And uh, I've never really understood why, because I've always been a, a really, really big fan. Then it's I not even. I, I think. Do you not think sometimes he maybe takes himself a bit too seriously? 
Well, that was the whole reason why he got laid off from Genesis, because he didn't. Because no, he, he got laid off from Genesis because he spent too much time making masks and costumes. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was too out there. Like, yeah. he was coming out on stage dressed as a flower and doing the whole Jean-Michel Jarre, like sprouting and growing and, <laughs> and um, <coughs> circa uh, primary school dance class. Well, have, have, we, you ever seen, have you ever seen him do, I think it was the, it will have been the 1994 Brit Awards where he did Steam. And he's got a costume where he's dressed up like a, like a, a tank engine. What, Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> well, Peter. <laughs> Peter the tank engine. <laughs> no. It's worth watching. It's worth watching. I've just I've always admired him. Um yeah. I I I've always I've always really, really admired him. Um and, and that, that, that album for me is I've I've I discovered it when I was about sixteen. Yeah. Um because I was in college, I was in my first year in college and I've and I've actually got a friend of mine to thank for a, a lot of um because he basically had um, this friend of mine that I met in my first year of sixth form. His dad had the biggest collection of music, and he digitised all of it on a Windows Media Player. Right. And he had albums. You know, I mean, he had there was a room in the house <clears throat> that was just um, CDs, not vinyl CDs, and they were. It was like caboot. They were absolutely everywhere, stacks and stacks. And what he'd done is he'd got he'd bought the family a couple of computers because there's four kids. And I was friends with the two brothers. And it um, actually digitized every single one of them. So my friend had this unreal archive of music that I'd never heard. And we used to sit there, get high as balls, <laughs> and put it on shuffle. And that's when I came across just so many. That's when I found Fleetwood Mac, believe it or not. And it was just, and the Groundhogs. And uh, there was all sorts that, um, that's the first time I heard, uh, it was because of him that I, I really got into Pink Floyd because it, we went to a friend's house and uh, his dad used to come and pick us up at all hours and he picked us up at about one o'clock in the morning and we were baked, we couldn't even talk. And I was sat in the back of this car, uh, I was sat in the back of a, uh, a Renault Megane and uh, and I was so stoned I couldn't speak and I just had my head back on this thing and I was listening to this song and I was completely overcome. I thought, this is one of the best things I've ever heard. And then when uh, I got we got to college the following day, I said, what the fuck was your dad playing in the car last night? It was amazing. <laughs> and it was Pink Floyd's Sheep of the Animals album. <laughs> that for me is, 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 was almost the beginning of uh, my absolute love for Pink Floyd was, was that. But um, yeah, so, so a lot of this stuff when Secret World came from there is it was one album that his dad had that we used to put on shuffle and it was um, Steam. It was Steam that, that got my attention because it yeah. was that bass line, that doom, 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 Stand back, you know, and it was, uh, all, all that was, that's what got me into it. So that, 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 that was actually my number 10. I could talk about War of the Worlds again if you want. <laughs> So that was some of the extended bits from uh, only episode one. Uh, so there may be more of these if people want it. Um, if not, then then I won't. <laughs> um, keep in touch with us. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, uh, let us know and you can give us your top ten. See you soon. Bye then. Bye.